before we get started this just something to add on here a little bit of an extra a little bit of fun head on over to my story on facebook if you've got access to facebook and see if you can figure out what the catchphrase is for each of the days i've got three days that i'm going to be doing this on god willing so the 7th the 8th and the 9th and i'm just adding this here some of you might have seen it already and if you know what the catchphrase is submit your answer here on the community page of the podcast welcome to love lighthouse this is a podcast station and we are now on day seven of the christmas prayer set and journal so i said that i would speak to you a little bit more today before we went any further we were going to speak about what a novena actually is and i'm really quite happy to do this because there's so much involved in this particular point that we're going to to bring up here just because we're taking part in such a thing as a novena well a novena comes from the latin name for nine which is novem and if you think about that that's the first part of the month november quite simply put this being nine means that originally november was the ninth month and it's not too surprising for many of you i wouldn't think who understand french that dis december was therefore also originally the 10th month coming right after november december makes sense doesn't it nine ten so there we have it all our months are quite interesting in terms of their positions now. We know December to be the 12th month, interestingly. So there you have it. November, a novena, nine days. The number nine is very significant. The apostles, um, the disciples who sat together in the upper room, they spent that time frame between the feast of the ascension so jesus christ's ascension then to the gifting of the holy spirit which is pentecost that 10 days in between nine of those days they are said to have sat in the upper room and prayed together so this is said to be the very first time that we know of a nine day prayer time with all the disciples together so that's where the novena comes from so when you're entering into this this christmas you're entering into the very covenant type of behavior and prayer that any disciple should be doing and that they did indeed do from the very beginnings from when christ ascended to when they were gifted the holy spirit Now, the gifting of the Holy Spirit is that fullness of the gift coming to earth. And that earthly manifestation really is us receiving the Holy Spirit in a particular way. And then what we do with that. So you can imagine that absolutely when these 
days are done. We are entering into that, but we are finishing up and concluding with something greater than when we had started in many ways in terms of our wisdom and other gifts that are spiritual and holy coming into our lives and working through our lives. Now, we know that we already have for you that have accepted, for us that have accepted into that covenant, the Holy Spirit, then therefore it's something that is ongoing. It's not just something that is going to happen in one particular time now, because this has already occurred. The Holy Spirit has already um, came down and descended into the earth over 2000 years ago. So God has always been with us anyway, but just in that way over 2000 years ago. So this is nothing new. It's just some people accept the Holy Spirit and are of God and are in that covenant. They're predestined to be with Christ, to be in that covenant, to be God's children. And others have, you know, I guess chosen the opposite and they are not. In any case, this, and I realize I've been saying in any case, I don't know why I've been doing that over these past few days. But anyway, just that's drawing and that to mind there. So that's what these nine days of prayer all link to. And I do know that every time I have taken part in them, there has been a huge gift each time. And it's like the gift that keeps on giving, that's what the Holy Spirit is like, uncovering more and more with God, with our relationship with God. And that gets to happen in a really powerful way with this particular um, prayer set that I have. So I'm so thankful to God once again for this. And very thankful to be able to share it with you and all those of good intent I put, you know, that I do this, I put this field of protection around it, that it's only those um, that come to this of God that get to share in such an amazing result from this. So all those of you coming to this here with good intent, you will be utterly blessed so much. And I pray that you will receive those blessings as well, that we all will. Okay, so we're going to get on to this day seven. I've got my um, journal in front of me to do this. Now, yesterday's one, day six, was all about that faith and trust in the ability of the head of the family. So now here we move on through from faith and trust. And our keyword today is rather different. Our keyword today is rather different and yet absolutely interwoven with ability and with faith and trust. It is Emmanuel, day seven of our Nativity Novena. Dear Blessed Mother Mary, we think of the most wonderful of nights. That night in Bethlehem, where you gave birth to our dear Lord and Saviour, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, born in the stable, a manger for his bed. The star shining brightly above as you wrapped his little baby body in cloths to keep him cosy and warm. You would have held him close and breastfed him. Both you and Joseph would have been so happy with the arrival of such an adorable baby boy. The animals would have been huddled around no doubt giving extra warmth to all of you in the stable that very night. 
God had provided everything around you that you required for the birth of a king, the king of all the world, surrounded by the abundance of God's creation, yet in humble circumstances to the untrained or unwise about God. The beauty of the night, the sights and sounds, and the foretelling of Jesus Christ's mission to all the earth for all of God's creation. Meditating upon this scene, it seems there is nothing more beautiful in all the world. O oh dear Lord and Mother Mary, in this meditation I pray to be able to relax into every moment that is in accordance with your divine will. To see you, Lord God, as always, everywhere, Emmanuel, with me, with us. To always see the beauty, especially in these circumstances which are so humble, I give you thanks for this gift. God, I pray to always hold that worthy perspective and confidence and trust in you and to remember that you provide us with everything that we need when we trust in you. I pray that we always keep in mind this scene lovingly and adoringly of our blessed Lord and Saviour and our holy family remain inspired, comforted, enlivened and rejuvenated to preach about our Lord who for us came down to earth, King of all kings, to be born in a stable, laid in a manger, the child who would become the man whom would heal and save all humans who would believe in him. Let all people come to you, God, in Jesus' name. In this we pray, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for giving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation and delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. What a beautiful scene, and what a lovely picture we have as well for this day seven of our Christmas novena. Well, not long to go now, and here already we have reached this time already in the stable in the manger so it's building upon this time in the stable which you can really tell is you know it doesn't go from day to day um, in terms of how the worldly would go from day to day this is drawn out over the world's idea of days you know, the days that we're doing the novena, we draw out the scene in Bethlehem, which is like one night. It's drawn out quite a fair bit here in the novena. So you even get this idea of the difference between God's timeline and our timeline and all of this, you know, giving us this heads up that there's more to just life than we think we know. And that's important as we go along here, to understand that it's about God's will and that the earth, the earthen way of doing things and what's happening here is always secondary to that. It's about God first. Very, very important. So there's this relaxation as well into God's will. And it reminds me, you know, when I was thinking about this, what I'm actually going to be talking about in the conclusion here for day seven, the highlight was just that, that part of the Lord's prayer that says, thy will be done. It really is as simple as that. Emmanuel, God is here with us in every moment. There's all this talk um, leading up to this about trusting. And what I was thinking was this, is that for women, you know, like Mary, who have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is with her, right? That's what the angel says, the Lord is with thee. Now, when God, who is um, this presence of both masculine and feminine, because God is the overall creator, he's not just a male presence of Christ coming to earth as Jesus in a man's body body right now of course as we're talking here in a, a little baby boy's body no he is beyond that he is not just masculine he is 
the creator of all, which means he has everything night and day, uh, dark and light, all of the opposites um, he has within him, male and female, all of the characteristics of both male and female, everything that it takes is within the essence of the actual creator. And <laughs> this is another thing um, which reminds me of a a silly conversation, um, but I'm not going to go into that. But um, yeah, so hopefully this highlights for the worldly and the fallen that don't have as much wisdom that clearly, yes, there is this balance of both aspects in those that are very close to the creator or that have the creator within them, that have the gift of Christ Holy Spirit, for example. And they just, they just know about it a little bit more. They have obviously more wisdom to understand it. But for Mary, she having that kind of like, you know, masculine side as well might feel like she wants to do or kind of, you know, be, um, you know, she'll have the wisdom, in other words, of what Joseph needs to do as well, because she has the gift of Christ. But he in his presence, Joseph's presence being there, helps to balance them out and helps keep her set in her female role and him in his masculine role. Um, they balance each other out nicely, but they're drawn in unity with the Holy Spirit, which has given them, you know, insight into both of each other's roles and that nice communion, that link there. Emmanuel, always with them. So God always being with us means that this will is going to be done, that, you know, whether Mary takes a certain action or, or Joseph does, you know, there's this overall will of the Father that is always surrounding his creation. So, yes, that is us now coming to this conclusion for day seven. And it's been great just to share a little bit more with you on exactly what a novena is, for example, where it comes from in the Bible. In fact, to be honest with you, I do not think that we looked too far in depth. We could actually even go further with regards to this. But obviously, like thinking back to the very first novena, where it all comes from, and the fact that it was the um, disciples that were praying together between that time of the Lord's ascension into heaven and the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So those nine days in between, that is a, a 10 day spans, but the nine days in between, they were praying. So I'm going to look up that part in Acts and we will get it in front of us just to kind of look a little bit more in depth. having a look right now and
Okay. Jesus Christ commanded this first novena, both as a period of preparation, since the Feast of the Pentecost was approaching, and also an act of petition for the apostles together with Mary were pleading for the Holy Spirit to come as their advocate. Um, I've got here in the New Theological Movement blogspot, the number nine has a great symbolic richness. On the one hand, it is derived from the Trinitarian. Okay, so when you think of the three of the three threes is nine. And the divine number three being three times three, as I've just said there. On the other hand, nine is a number of imperfection because it is one lacking from ten. Um, in the scriptures, St. Jerome tells us the number nine is indicative of suffering and grief. We recall that the good shepherd leaves the 99 sheep to go after the one that was lost. Further, Abram was 99 years old when circumcised and entering into the covenant with God, received his new name of Abraham. So I think when we think about this, when we look at it, we really um, come to this awareness and understanding that it is symbolic of a prayerful time, of a time leading up to um, greater um, holiness and the wholeness of that number 10, um, which would be the gap filling in after these nine days. So you think of the nine days, the petition, and then, of course, on that 10th day, there should be that receipt. Now, we're doing it nine days, and I have obviously done it so that we take it up to the 25th. So between the 25th and the 26th, folks, well, that would be you that are coming, of course, of good intent of God, of godliness, then you all with me in that time frame of that 10th day. So between the 25th and the 26th, this is going to be a really powerful time. But of course, whenever you get this, whenever you start to do this consecutively, your 10th day is going to be your very powerful time. Each step along the way is going to be powerful in its own right. But, uh, you know, I was feeling this too, like they're talking about, you know, the nine is indicative of suffering and grief because you're working towards something. It's like you're ascending, you have to come to a new um way of thinking, perhaps a new level, or others need to out with yourself as well. There's a change taking place and any form of change up until a greater level of holiness is going to mean that there's some kind of reshuffling, some kind of um, perhaps agitation in, in some ways until this new level, this new way is accepted and comes into fullness, right? So absolutely, I don't know about you, if you have been feeling that, then of course, you must stick with it. This is vital. Don't stop in between the difficulties or the challenges when you're doing this. This is vital to understand. This could be very much a part of it. Now, as we're reading this, here is an extra confirmation. This could be just a part of it. So please stick with it. Be devoted um, and that's, you know, where this word devotion comes into play, really. We must be committed. It's like that, um, you know, challenging part of an uncomfortable, almost different parts of the birthing process um, for Mary and, of course, Joseph and their trust and their faith as they go along this way. 
such a great expectation really should be for the, the king of all kings. This is huge. And yet he is born in a stable, in a manger of all places. Think of what that does to the mind in terms of this is just not normal. It's not a worldly giving of birth. This is a, an otherworldly, this is the creator of the world and um, that's giving birth um, and, you know, being birthed within us in a new level. So when that happens, because it's the creator of all the world, it is not just one area in your cosy little sort of like space of things. And even if you do this in the upper room, there's no cosy space within um, the, the mind and the spiritual activity that is really taking place beyond the scenes. Even though they were doing this in the upper room so that it could be focused upon themselves, upon their own very own spirit that was to receive the greater, the greatness of the Holy Spirit in communion. So no matter where you are, even if you're in that upper room, either, even if you are in a secluded spot or even if you're in what seems like um, one place, there is still a movement and a changing within the spiritual realm beyond the scene. That's in occurrence. And that is what this preparation is for. Here we've got it here by the 7th century, particularly in Spain and France, the faithful kept of a nine-day novena of preparation before the solemnity of Christmas. Goodness gracious, here we go. This is me reading this for the first time ever, and you've seen me do this. And for us, obviously, that's what's happening here. It is clear that these nine days of prayer were symbolic of the nine months which our Saviour spent in the womb of Mary, his mother. So there we go again. So the nine months of the birthing process as well. And again, that further hearkening back to the idea of God's timeline and the worldly timeline and the fact that we need to bear that in mind of the, the potential difference. And that allows for further shifts to be able to take place. Okay, welcome back again. So we have finalised and concluded our day number seven of the novena. I have spoken to you in further depth of clarity all about where the word novena comes from, where the actual idea of the novena comes from, even to the very first novena, which took place from the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord to Pentecost with the actual um, apostles and Mary in the upper room. Glory to God. We've talked about, and I think this is interesting because it's like, no, V, nah. I'm like, oh, come on, you know, you're all going to be feeling this. It's like, no, nah, no, nah. What's going on that's like a no or a nah in your life? And you know that you need to reach a new level and it feels like it's a no or it's a nah. It's an N-A, not applicable, but nothing is not applicable. Nothing is, um, you know, impossible to God. So when we pray in supplication, which Jesus commanded 
for the apostles to do. We know that we're in that covenant with Christ. We know that we're in agreement with Christ. We know when we're doing this, when we're taking part in this prayerful process, particularly those of you joining today, you know that you're involved in something very sacred right now. Glory to God. Because not everyone just does this. Not everyone is aware to do this and sees all of the connections. So we've discussed a lot of these connections today. Well, you know, I think with that being said, we will move on with this. I wish you all the best. I pray that you have so many blessings, even in this day where it feels like a, a no or a nah. And it, we're on day seven, which is seven's all, always kind of connected with that number of somewhat of a perfection of rest. But here's what it is. It's the peace of Christ, even in the midst of what you're going through, what you're sending out supplication for, what you're sending out request for, in the faith, in the knowing that it will be answered, that finalization within the 10. See, that's what gives us this faith, this peace in the midst of it all, the presence of Christ, that no matter what is going on, no matter what seems like a nah or a nay or a no, and you're like, oh, please, God, let this be done. Let your God's will is what is being done. And we must always rest in that. And that again is what this beautiful day is all about as well. Emmanuel being with us. And the two, um, Mary and Joseph, balancing each other out through the presence of Christ and this magical union which is formed between every part of ourselves, the masculine and the feminine, everything being in great balance and working for the good. But in so doing, there is seemingly a process. Sometimes it feels like we still have to get somewhere else. I mean, think of this. Even in this time, they are there um, and we're about to look in further depth with regards to the visitors that come. But each of these parts of the process, they're still in this what we call a stable. It's a stable place, even although within the upper room of their minds and their spirit, you know, Joseph will have an urging to get them moving on the way again. Now, we don't talk about that aspect, um, you know, really too much with regards to this particular novena, with this particular prayer set. But we do know that's what happens scripturally and in the spirit. So all of that in the upper room, in other words, in the mind, if we look at it that way, the upper room as the mind, the spirit as well, coming through and working with the mind. There's these thoughts of preparations that need to take place, of things coming even further together. So that's what we will um, experience as we go along. And let's get ready and prepared to really invest in this day seven. Journal along and then join us again for day eight tomorrow and then the final of our prayers on Christmas Day, day nine.